but yeah, the medicine in Snake Eater. Um, yeah, no, it, was, it was pretty. It was something. Like, Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, the, the medicine screen. So, like, you know, when he got shot, you had to, you had like a, a set of supplies, and you had to like go down. It's like, so the first thing you have to do was like you have to take out the bullet, which is just a knife, infinite. Then he gets put like a gauze on. Then you yeah. do something to stem the bleeding. Then you do something else, you know, yeah. uh, disinfection, I think it was. Um, but if you did any in the wrong order, your character would take it off, and that thing was wasted. Uh, um, I, was, uh, no, I just, I just, um, I also liked how uh, a lot of your enemies and a lot of bosses also had like your same, the same kind of limitations. Like uh, I think, the most notable one is what was his name? Like Spider or something? Uh, oh, the fear. no, no, the fear, the fear. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that as well. How you could like just throw it, like you know, rotten food, and then yeah. he'd just eat it and get sick. Yeah, just like get diarrhea. <laughs> but that was that, that was very funny. Like and the um, another thing about the medicine screens, like I had like a medical history for you. So if you go go at the very start of it, you go into it. Yeah, you can actually see like because the, I think there was the uh, there was a mission before Snake Eater. I can't remember what it's called, but um, he gets pretty fucked up, and then he's in hospital for a while. But if you go into the medicine screen and you go with history, you actually do see like all the procedures he went through. And um, has he had a lot of operations, surgery? Well, at, at the very end of um, I can't remember what the mission. At the very start of the game, there's mission something, which is kind of a short kind of intro. Yeah. And then like he gets caught in kind of an explosion, but doesn't like you know he's fairly far away from it, but he does need surgery, so like he got like cracked ribs, all this type of stuff. Right. Um, so you get to see like all that you know just the basic surgeries um, and I think you see like what you've eaten as well okay um, but at, at one point in the game you eventually have uh, you have Eva with you yeah and uh, you have to do some medicine on her but if you go into her history you can see like loads of stuff on her and she's like she's all these like very fancy foods even to the point where she has like some like Tsuchinoko stew and the Tsuchinoko is like a, a mythical creature in Japan okay uh, and you can find it in the game and if you might, but like it escapes at one point when you get captured, and you have to capture it again. And like if you keep it to the end of the game, you get a special face paint with like infamous or something. Um, but if you go through her medical history, you see like all these really, really fancy and sounding dishes, and, like you know, and then the sushi and everything. But you also see like breast enlargement and this type of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like they, they, they really kind of keep it. Is like, they, they manage to make it so it looks like it's um. It's not just a thing in the game. It's actually this is actually the medical history of the character for the last like X amount of time. Huh, I never, I never would have guessed that that they would have been that thorough. Yeah, I know, sure, Hideo Kojima is like that. Also, if you spin the character around really quickly, he throws up and really, he throws up in the game. Really? Yeah, if you just keep spinning him in. That's actually he... kind of cool. Yeah, um, I, I don't although... know why it hasn't been like remastered to like HD. No, I know it has actually. There's a HD collection. Though, um, there was a there was a thing recently with one of his newer characters where she's extremely sexualized and very fan servicey. Yeah. I think her name is The Quiet. No, she's quiet. Oh, no, she's just quiet? Yeah. And I'm not... Was it Hideo Kojima? It's like, like I think he went on the record to explain why she's always dressed like that. Where yeah, it's, it's like... Literally... I think the reason is that she needs to be able to breathe through her skin, otherwise she'll suffocate. Yeah, she's... um. She gets like horribly burned at the very start of the game, uh, to the point where she actually even inhales. Like she inhales as like uh, somebody throws like a medicine thing at her, and then like it catches fire, and then she as she's falling out the window, she like screams, but also inhales, which I think burns up all her. Uh, oh, I mean, you're gonna say the thing for nipple or the thing for the actual stuff inside your lungs area? Oh like. yeah, alveolus or something. I can't remember. It's like <laughs> it's. No, I know what you're saying. I'm just yeah. I can't remember. It's like Leola something. I don't know. Yeah, I just know that's very similar to another word for nipple. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they get all burned up. Uh, but then this fungus thing uh, is put into her, 
I'm not 100% sure what the hell it is. It's put into her, or she accidentally eats it? Or, like, it accidentally no, it's, it's, gets into her body? I don't know. I think she's infected with some parasite and some fungus. I can't exactly... It's, it's, it's a very complicated one. That one kind of got away, got one ran away with itself. But, like, because of this now, she doesn't actually need her lungs because this and this thing's new, but she doesn't breathe through her skin, which is still really fucking stupid. No, it's just, like, she's barely wearing anything. And, like, yeah. it's just, like... She literally just has, like, tactile stuff on in the bra. It's just, like, I mean, personally, I, and I've gone on record saying this multiple times on this show, maybe once or twice, I'm not sure, multiple... Well, uh, yeah, whatever. Logistics, I definitely said it before on the show. I really don't like fan service in games. Seems the way you're doing it, like uh, Eva in in um, Snake Eater, she had kind of a thing, but it, like Snake Eater had a very kind of James Bondy feel to it, even to the point where they talk about sure. James Bond at one point, and like sure. she has that kind of Bond girl thing where she like she's wearing a jumpsuit, she rides a bike all night, yeah, sure. but she actually like zips it down to the air, but like you know, so you can kind of see the side, yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah, it looks that, that like that's not ridiculous. No, but no, no. Then the, you see her. There's later a line. On, yeah, no, but then you see her later on, like in four, which is like. 60 odd years later and uh, she's wearing very similar stuff but she still loves that thing it's like well fair she keeps it but you know <laughs> but I, yeah quiet was a bit ridiculous occasionally there's these holy grail wars where mages who are the masters summon seven servants uh-huh. uh, this one's a bit different because there's seven on there's two sides of seven mages something like that I mean that doesn't matter so one of the guys summons uh, Frankenstein well Frankenstein's monster um, and in the original, they often have this thing of gender swapping characters. Yeah. Um. So like, Arthur is actually Artoria. Sure. Uh, you know, and I think Mordred is a woman in this as well. Okay. Uh, Arthur's daughter, well, son. Okay. Um, but they, they, um, the Frankenstein monster was was actually named. His name was Adam. Because, you know, okay. Adam and Eve. Sure. So they now call it Eve. Um, but it's a uh, is someone as a berserker class, mm. and I think the only time I've seen an interesting berserker class in that thing was when it was Hercules in the very first one, uh-huh. um, because he was like in a permanent rage, but he still had a masterful swordsman. Mm. And then when um, in Zero, where you have the mysterious berserker, and you eventually find out who who that berserker is, and it's like, all right, he's a very good reason for being all angry and shit. But the mystery mystery part was very interesting, and who it was is very interesting as mm. well. But in this one, the berserkers were Spartacus, uh, which was kind of interesting, but he's a bit kind of like, ha-ha, battle, ha-ha, that's kind of all this thing. Whereas uh, Frankenstein was just kind of, she just kind of growled and wrote, but like, you know the way Frankenstein was this like tortured character and the entire point of the actual series was like, you know, Victor Frankenstein was a real monster and this is just this gentle being in a tortured existence. Mm. Is uh, The Frankenstein in Apocrypha is literally just this, very beautiful woman with for some reason just a unicorn horn thing yeah and a, a wedding dress mm. and it's just all she does is grunt and I was like I was so happy when she actually died because it was just I hated the character so mm. much like I must show you the design um, because no, it is really ridiculous I, there's a there's a game that came out called Killer is Dead it's a Suda 51 game I heard of it yeah. I hate that game yeah. I it's it's so like exploitative and just se- over sexualized it's just and it's very g- graphic, you know? Mm. Like, when it comes to that kind of thing, there, there's a very fine line between, like, what works, like, and then what, like, just what doesn't work. And there's also, like, a line, and I like to call that line, uh, actually, I don't know what I like to call that line. But then there are, <laughs> there, taste. but then there are, well, taste. then there are exceptions to the line, like, there are parody. Like, for example, one of my favorite fighting games, uh, Mainly because of the art style, is uh, Skullgirls. Like, have you heard of that game? Oh, yeah, I think I've seen, I think I've, I have an idea of the um, of the uh, art. 
Yeah. Actually, yeah, that, that, that's what um, she looks like. <laughs> As is like the... Oh, and the fact that like they made a female character when there isn't a character referred to as the Bride of Frankenstein, yeah. and uh, they 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 just managed to get this really interesting character from like you know fiction and just kind of really flatten them out into a two D kind of oh, also the master of Frankenstein was just kind of like very obviously falling for her because she gave him a flower once yeah, yeah and it's like uh, it's uh. <laughs> but um yeah like but like parody it's just like that game. Skulls is all about fan service, but that's the joke in mm. a way. Is that it's it's literally a fan servicey game about like sexy girls fighting each other. Yeah, there's a way to do it, like yeah. Um, like uh, dead or alive, I don't know what the deal is. I think it used to be a volleyball game, and now it's a fighting game. And it started no, because of started, fan service. It started off as a fighting game, and then it became um, like a volleyball game. Or yeah, something. no, I think the dead or alive. At the beach or something is called. I don't know. Is the volleyball game, okay. which is just meant for fan service, and it's just they have yeah. good jiggle physics. That's it's just it. my my god. Uh, it's just yeah. again, there's there's nothing wrong with wanting to be sexy or wanting to look sexy, but <laughs> when it's it funny when, when it's turned around, like in um in some of the DLC for um uh, Final Fantasy fifteen, like yeah. I think the very first one, one of the unlockables is like, you know, Gladio, the very huge guy with the the hair on my back yeah. and he has a tattoo is one of the one of the unlockables for that and for the base game yeah. is that you can get uh, him without a shirt on yeah. rather than less, like the vest and I was like I have my friend uh she was like, Oh, 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 I like this. <laughs> I was like, Well, it's nice that women are getting something. No, no, it's like and that's that's another thing. Uh that's I think that's also one of the reasons I really don't like fan service because it's really one sided. Mm. It's one of those things where it's it's almost always just like women in very skimpy outfits or something like yeah, that. Or like, and that spectrum. Yeah, when they're going like you're never gonna see them bring out the the Final Fantasy fifteen banana hammock pack yeah. like, you know, And almost always it's men drawing them. Yeah. Oh, actually, one of the characters, back to Apocrypha, just for the character design, uh-huh. one of the characters, uh, one of the assassins class is Jack the Ripper, mm. who they've made, um, they've made female, yeah. um, but like, that doesn't really matter, because we don't actually know who the Jack the Ripper was, and some sure. people are theorizing now that it was a woman, actually. Sure. But the design, Jesus, like, it's a child, which I thought was a bit of a weird thing to go with, but the, for the character, it actually makes sense, because they're doing this kind of weird... Do you, and, you like this, and you like this design? No, no, I fucking, the physical design I fucking hate. Okay. Uh, I'll show that to you, because it's, it's just creepy. Um, like creepy. Like creepy bad. Oh, very creepy bad. Because, uh, it, like, it, it's I'm assuming child. you'd want the Jack the Ripper design to be creepy. Oh, yeah, you'd want it to be, um, you know, creeping horror... But this is just creepy, isn't like I feel bad for looking at this. Um, all right, all right. Let me see this. I'm uh, curious. I'm curious. Uh, sadly, this is still the audio episode, so we won't be able to show any pictures. Uh, but yeah, I guess um, if you're interested, just look up Jack the Ripper, or Apocrypha, and uh, you'll probably get it. Yeah, Fate Apocrypha. Fate uh, Apocrypha, and you'll probably get it. This is, I guess, this has been mostly a fan servicey episode. Yeah. This has been a fan servicey <laughs> episode. We're all about where both of us are wearing banana hammocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could be. Yeah. They don't know. All I can find is body pillows pictures. That tells you, like. I don't know. When I, like. oh, I, whenever I'm around body pillows, I feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, I just, generally you should. <laughs> uh, oh, just, I, I can't find a decent body picture of her. Uh, I suppose thankfully. No. Yeah, uh, just a. Uh, hmm. See, even the fan just, try try ones. visual art. Try just like do a, try 
uh, Jack the Ripper, Apoc- Fate Apocrypha official art. Yeah, okay. Or you could just maybe type her into the Wikipedia. It'll probably give her, like, it'll probably show her actual, just like an image of her for the Wikipedia page. Yeah, actually, I might have it here now. Uh, do, 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 do. You're holding with us even though you're not on the phone. Yep. This is a radio show, sort of. And we're waiting as he looks up the thing on his phone. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing. That's yeah. Like, I can I can see I can see your yeah. Yeah, it's like when like I can't. What was my girlfriend saying? It's like yeah, where like where are belts? And I was like you know cause she has all these knives. I was like where the hell are the rest of her underwear? Yeah, it's just <laughs> like like cause in the thing like the underwear are those ones that are the, like you know. You see him in very, very slutty drawings, mm. whereas like yeah, this isn't so much uh, like underwear is just kind of like labia decoration, mm-hmm. and like this is like you know, and that's the type of thing they have wearing on a character who is meant to be very childish and has, has a child's body yeah. and is a child, and I could see their labia. See, there, there, <laughs> see, there was a there, there was a big con- there was a, a semi a, there was like a controversy a bit about um, a character from one of the newer Fire Emblem games, mm-hmm. and the character was. She was essentially like a dragon person, like someone who could turn into a dragon. Oh, I heard about but her. But she's, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, she's ch- like, child. yeah, like this 12 year old girl who's like technically thousands of years old, but she's like, but she looks like a prepubescent child, and she's like wearing hmm. like barely anything. And then a lot of people just like, okay, why? <laughs> I just want to make interesting game mechanics. Yeah, you know, I just maybe want a good story. Yeah, I just want to do something fun. You know, I just want to do a fun time again. It's just like. It doesn't all have to come back to sex, you know. Mm. I'd also, I'd like to make a comedy game that you can replay and still have a good fun of it. Oh, me too. I'd love to make a comedy game. Very hard though, because um, you know the uh, the whole thing about comedy is like repeating it kind of makes it worse. Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think you could. I think if if you don't do if you don't do the usual type of comedy, as in like, um, it's all just like one liners and this type of stuff. Have like a few set scenes for comedy, like you know, so you get to see it once, maybe twice every gameplay. See, but also, most of the comedy I think will have to be physical comedy. I think I think that's why sort of point and click adventure games, or or just like point and click games in general, are where a majority of comedy thrives when it comes to the gaming world. Hmm. Because in a point and click adventure games, it's very like a gradual kind of experience. Like it allows you to take in everything. You sort of have to interact with a lot of different things. Um, everything sort of has to be kind of natural so it doesn't feel too repetitive because mm-hmm. a lot of point-and-click games, it's a lot of backtracking, going to places you've already been to, talking to multiple, talking to characters, the same characters multiple times for different results, all that, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, I think the funniest game that I've played recently is, is, uh, is probably um, Broken Age, which was by Double Fine. It was by Tim Schafer. Oh, I think actually, I think I had that, but I never actually got around to finishing it because I just got to a puzzle where I could not figure out what the hell I meant to do. See, I got to a puzzle and I thought I had it right, and I thought, and I asked a friend. I'm just like, so this is this is how you would write that, and I was writing it right, but then I looked at the solution. And it was just like, oh no, you 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 wrote it slightly wrong, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? It, this is how it fits on the thing. It's just like, no, it doesn't fit on the thing. So I got mad. I got mad. Oh, you know, I hate the, I hate when the puzzles are like, yeah, you have to do it in a very specific way. It's like, yeah, this is where D and D and puzzles kind of shine. So. Yeah, I I really hate it when I have to look up something online for a game. It really, mm-hmm. it, it it makes me think that the game has defeated me. Whenever I have to look up something online, I'm always just like, shoot, I failed. Oh, the worst one for I think was a uh, 
Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, I can't remember what you had to find, but like basically you'd find a symbol and then like on that symbol you'd have like a riddle mm-hmm. and then like yeah, I really enjoyed actually solving the riddles and going to them and then uh, as Ubisoft generally does they did it ad nauseum so I was getting to the point I was like okay so uh, there's 40 of these but each one of them has three riddles and I've got to three places so I have what was it 120 of these to do yay it's like maybe 10 would have been tasteful <laughs> uh, it's, let's see um... but uh, like one of them was literally saying like find the face of the sun uh, with the two like flanked by the two goddesses and I found like just down the road from it like you know a huge clock face with the sun hit it and like uh, two like large statues it was like I was looking around trying to find the new symbol and I was like no and I, was, like, I eventually got sick of it yeah. and then looked it up turns out what I had to do was I had to go down the road to what was also a thing that actually fit the description way less yeah. but was also correct and I was like this isn't a thing <laughs> it just is like a uh, <laughs> Also, like maybe when you find a riddle, don't have it a riddle to a riddle to a riddle. Maybe just riddle answer. Yeah, yeah. So not ad nauseum because um, I do notice this thing in a lot of games where you think like the more time people put in, the more fun they're having. It's like no, that is not true at all. <laughs> um, I think that's one of the reasons that uh, one of the one of the pos- one of the strengths of Zelda of Zelda games, hmm. like going through like playing several. I played a. Like, I, I recently finished a Phantom Hourglass. Oh. I went on immediately to finish Spirit Tracks, and I recently finished that. And playing both of those games, looking at the, the way the puzzles, the way they're, how they're, they're placed, and how far apart they are from each other, and how they're sort of broken up, it, it does feel repetitive, because, you know, there are so many push-this-block kind of puzzle, mm-hmm. you know? But it... It changes up just enough that it doesn't feel cumbersome, you know, and it keeps it and it, and it tries and it adds new angles and perspectives to it. So it's kind of like, you know, it gives you it gives you more variety. So even though you're doing the same thing, you're doing it in a different way. So it feels different. And whether that's a, a, a trick or a clever design tactic, I don't know. All I know is that it's it worked for me. I enjoyed it. Um there were a few puzzles where I'm just like, oh, wow, I really have to do this again. Um, I found, um, I, I, I like, I, I just started playing, uh, what was it, uh, Breath of the Wild there again. Oh, yeah. And um, Are there a lot of puzzles in that? Uh, there's, um, see, there's only like five dungeons, but the shrines each have their own little puzzles to them. Sure. But there's about 120 shrines. What? Yeah, yeah no, it's like. Wait, how many puzzles, how many puzzles for each shrine? Usually just the one type of puzzle, maybe two of the same type of puzzle. But, like, I find, like, if you're going into the triple digits mm. for your collectibles, sure, that's too fucking many. <laughs> like, the, the, the shrines are handy, because you find a shrine uh-huh. and you activate it. That opens it up and it, gives, it makes it as a fast travel point. Yeah. But, like, by the end of the game, if you have all the shrines, um, like, it, like, what you collect in there is, like, one quarter of a thing that you use to either put up your health or your... Um, Magic. Uh, or your stamina gauge oh, stamina. and if you collect all of them you can get like the the armor of the wilds which is the traditional link look with the with the hat and the green um but i found like 120 was just too many for me to be bothered and like oh, I, I also I... found that the the dungeons in it they they all had the same kind of mechanic where it was like you unlock or was it you um you can control the beast like you're in like these base big kind of mechanical beasts and you can control some part of them they all have this kind of interesting unique thing to it but I found there just wasn't enough of that really unique oh, excuse me mm. 
um, really unique puzzle things that you usually find in dungeons uh-huh. uh, because there's only five of them. But there was loads of the same type of puzzles. Yeah. In in, in like they had like maybe seven different types of puzzles that you find spread out amongst these like shrines sure I found I just kept using getting the same ones over and over again like there was four very four very unique ones where they're all actually um, I guess four anyway there might be only be three but they're in um, these ma- these huge mazes and like, literally just getting to the shrine is the puzzle and those are very interesting there's a few like that where just getting to the shrine is the actual puzzle mm. and I like those ones but I think they could have just cut down on the amount of generic ones mm. um and the game would, I think, just been a bit better for it, like, because uh, when you when you keep repeating the same thing over and over again, it loses its luster, even if it's very very fun. That's true. Uh, and it just becomes a grind, and you don't want your players playing because they want to get the thing. You want them playing because they're having fun. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be. You don't want to, like, as a, I'm quoting. I'm quoting a YouTuber Ego Raptor yeah. here when he say you when you solve a puzzle, you don't want to be like, oh, finally I solved that puzzle. You want to be like. Yes, I solved the puzzle. It's yeah. like, oh, I beat it. It's like, yeah, that was awesome. It's like, oh, damn, I finally solved the puzzle and I can move on. Yeah, you don't want to be like, oh, on to the next fucking one. Yeah. Uh, also, like, I was, I was playing, um, was it Watch Dogs there? Uh-huh. And, uh, A lot of mixed feelings about Watch Dogs. Oh, yeah, like, I'm enjoying the story of the first one. Um, uh, like my friend uh, turned me on to it years ago but I was just like, I, I, don't, I think I was just in a bit of a mood and I didn't I was like Ugh, and I just gave it back to him <laughs> um, but I'm playing it now and I'm actually really enjoying it um, but a lot of these puzzles aren't so much puzzles as just like find the right camera yes that camera points at it but it's just out of range so does that one. Oh no you've solved the puzzle like, I haven't solved a puzzle I found the one that you said is the right one that's not a puzzle <laughs> Also, when I'm a hacker man, I shouldn't have to run up to the fucking yoke and hack it manually. Yeah, so isn't he, the point of being a digital hacker that I can hack it just by knowing where yeah. it is? Like, he uses basically a whole lot. He's, he's kind of a script kiddie almost, but he does have some actual skills beside, and they're all just run off his phone. Uh-huh. But, like, the ones where it's, like, you have to unlock this door, and then, like, I, I see a camera, so I'll go to that, and I manage to follow the wiring all the way along, and I finally see where the yoke is, and I try to hack it, but, I'm, but there's no cameras near enough to it to actually hack it, so then... Yeah. My fucking super hacker man is standing there. I have to go back on my phone and run three blocks. And then I run all the way back and I'm like, well, I really feel like a hacker now that I run fucking... You know. But like, well, a few little, little bits about it, but like, overall I'm enjoying the story. Also, the character's actually Irish. Didn't realise that. Oh. Yeah. Well, my dad said Aiden Pierce. Should have fucking figured that one out. Well, speaking of Watch Dogs, I hope you guys are watching our show, Dogs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not even a thing you can watch. It's yeah, just no, listening it's just to it. We're just, just, just audio. <laughs> Thanks, guys.